This is Space Waffles, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome to Andor the Relentless, the Space Waffles show where we relentlessly talk about Andor. I'm Arzu, and with me are Candice. Hello there. Maggie. Hello there. Norhal. Hello there. Alberto. Hello there. And Andrew. Hello there. We're talking Andor Episode 7 announcement. Uh, I think my favorite episode of the series so far. I'm very, very excited to talk about this one. Lots of dialogue, lots of the kind of political tension I'd been looking for. It was just, it was chef's case. It was perfect. But everybody else, thoughts on the episode? I think it was fantastic. I think it was the title, just for the, from the title, it it gave us a lot of in, insights of what we're we're gonna see on it and like all, how the different characters are actually moving forward towards the the rebellion and in their activities of what we see at the beginning of the original trilogy so it, it was fantastic i didn't think they could top last week but they did and yeah. i was shocked was happily shocked because I thought we were going to be like, okay, maybe it's going to start a new arc or something. They continued it. And it was great. Yeah, it was a different type of tension compared to the previous one, which was just hard on your chest for 45 minutes. This one, you still had that tension because you don't, you don't know where things are going to fall down at that. Now that, that the Empire is kind of, okay, we're done. We're tightening our face. We're cracking down on everyone. And Cassian just trying to find his mom and Bix and all that. And everyone just going, hey, you got to get out of here, people. We'll turn you in. Nobody cares at this point. So it was a different type of tension. It was a great episode beginning to end. I really loved how Cassian thought he could just go back to Ferrix and everyone be yeah. like, the prodigal son returned. <laughs> yeah. And instead, everyone was like, hey, we're kind of real actually tired of you. You really <laughs> screwed everything up. So if you could just just politely leave. Yeah. Um, I loved, I mean... Yeah, every single week of the show is just getting progressively better and better. And I am just consistently in awe of just how deep they're going with everything. I mean, we got such a good example of police brutality yet again in this profiling and everything that it was just like so much deeper than I would have ever expected from Star Wars. And I'm just consistently in awe. Yeah, I I was really impressed with... uh how the consequences played out for different parties, like even in different ways amongst like the rebels. Uh, you know, I was not expecting yeah. the tension between Mon Mothma and Luthen, um, but yeah. really enjoyed their scene and, you know, how Cassian thought he'd be, you know, welcome back home. And maybe Luthen thought that Mon Mothma would be psyched about what just happened, but it, like, it's just, it did not play out the way that uh, maybe either of them expected. Um, so- yeah. So you're Shock saying that or... this is not going to go the way you think? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah, shocked absolutely. that there's consequences to their actions. What? The last like, Jedi. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, and Cassian's like, oh, yeah, I murdered two people. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, Nobody... I've had so much happen in my life the last couple of days. I just kind of forgot about that reason why you guys all hate me. <laughs> just yeah. Nobody ever accused Cassian Andor of being smart. So <laughs> not at this stage in his life. He's going to wisen up, I'm sure. But for right now, he's coasting through life like the beautiful himbo he is. <laughs> Hitting and... up the beach later on, you know. Uh, the beach. Oh, Miami. I was we said that. it before. Star Wars, Florida. He <laughs> is a messy bitch. He really is. <laughs> he's a messy bitch. Oh, yeah. He's just like, and you're saying fake names. 
again. I love that. Like, honestly, Bix was like, I'm over you. I'm really, really over you this time. And he was like, anyways, I'm going to a beach. I'm finding the, the first girl and I'm having a good time. <laughs> and yep. he's just whispering slut era to himself while he gets <laughs> on the <laughs> ship. Yeah. Somebody was like, wow, he found a girl fast. And like somebody else was like, he's Diego Luna. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, there was a lot. You know who you're dealing with? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Where he's a smooth talker, anyway? and you know that he uses his like traumatic backstory to win favor. Like, <laughs> there's no way this guy doesn't use his trauma to be like, "This is how I'm going to find myself some girls, pick up some girls, and then space are." Yes, you think he uh, added layers of what's oh yeah just happened to him onto this story to make it go <laughs> yeah. Even he's like, like, I separated from my mom, my sister, love- <laughs> and I my love my friend Nemi I mean, again. My dog. My dog. Yeah, B2 emo just like, can I say something? And they're like, no. And I was like, oh, I love Droid, him so right. much. I love Droid, him so right. much. Yeah. Sad L3 noises. <laughs> can we talk about Marva and oh my Cassian God. scene? Yeah. I cried. I, I, I shed tears. It I was shed tears. Fantastic. I was utterly speechless utterly speechless um i'm gonna say my bit and then the rest of you talk. <laughs> um so here's my thing with marva's scene where she tells cassie why she doesn't want to leave and i said this on another show but i'm saying it again now the timing of this episode to come out because for those who have never seen me before i don't know how you're listening to the show and you don't know what i look like but um for those who haven't seen me i am iranian i am currently watching iran in the throes of a revolution and Marva's scene, I don't like to always draw real life parallels like this, but her telling Cassian that she does not want to leave Ferrix because for the first time since her husband died, she has hope that things are going to get better, that she has the strength to sort of walk down the place where her husband was killed with a smile on her face because she knows the young people are, are not taking it anymore, that they're standing up, that they're doing something is so reflective of like my parents' generation, my grandparents' generation who have experienced life under a different government and who know things can be different and can be better and lost their quote unquote like home, whether that be a country or a galaxy or whatever, they lost their home to a regime like this. And now they see the youth not taking it anymore. They're like, well, I'm not going to run somewhere else. I'm going to stay here because this is my home, but I'm going to be here proudly now knowing that this isn't forever so there's no way they could have known how timely this would be when they made this like two years ago but damn but honestly it's it's just a very i don't want to say i hate the idea that this is always going to happen but something like similar happened with my family was like my grandfather and that side of the family were told to leave and they didn't. And my grandfather was murdered. So it's just these stories that you hear over and over again. And there, there is every... Andor is affecting, I think, both Urzu and I. And I think everyone else. Everyone else. Like, no other Star Wars thing ever has. And it gets... It just... it. I don't know. I cry. I cried it's never felt that. so real. Yeah. It's never felt yeah. so real. So relatable, yeah. yeah. Just finding, like, yeah, like you guys were saying, with Andor being stopped by the Imperials for doing nothing. Yeah, for yeah. filed. We all yeah. either 
have had yeah. family that's happened to you or we know someone who that ha- has happened to or it's happened yeah, yeah. so it's oh sorry no 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 that, that <laughs> don't be sorry no. don't be sorry don't be sorry that's how dare you have feelings about this no. yeah it's just i think it's hitting close to home to a lot of us and especially like canary being gone mm-hmm. is something i can relate to especially like since my family can't go really back to where they lived for centuries mm-hmm. because yeah. of things that happened because <sighs> colonialism, yeah. imperialism, yeah. evil empires. Yeah. Why yeah. when I'm at London, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to just look at certain places with dirty looks. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else. Yeah, I think what. You guys mentioned it better than I can, but it's what the writer on this show has done since the first episode, how it impacts different people different ways. You guys mentioned your history with it. And last week I talked about this on my show, how the empire takes over Aldani, how eventually the Aldani people will have to work for the empire because they're the only game in town, basically, and how that has affected in Puerto Rico with the U.S. kind of controlling and people not being able to do what they're trained to do in Puerto Rico, what they study for. A lot of the doctors and nurses are having to leave the island because there's no competitive pay. It's here in the States, but of course, when they come to say they get paid less than everybody else, but compared to what they get paid in the island, it's a lot more. And these are people that want to stay, like you say, Candace, this is where they were born, where they were raised, their whole family, so they don't want to leave. But five, 10 years from now, it's not sustainable. So they all have to, they don't have any other choice to move then go to the States and try to find a job over there. I moved here, it took me eight months to find a job, but it took me three years in Puerto Rico with a master's degree and all that. So it's very relatable to a lot of people and their background, especially this episode as it goes on and on with all the police profiling, how, oh, you're sweating. I'm a tourist. Well, tourists don't sweat, so you're part of this, and now you're going to hang for six months. So it's, I'll mention my show, like you said, um, also, I almost called you Lady Rose because I saw your name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We my show I don't try to get to draw too many parallels because I just try to keep it light, but it's difficult because it affects all of us in different ways, even if not directly, you know someone that has been affected by something that's been done in this show. And it's done great. It's not like, oh come on, you're just hitting over the head. No, you know what you're doing and it hits different for everyone. Yeah, it works so well in this galaxy. Mm-hmm. And it's everything that I think a lot of us have wanted to see. With this time period, I know a lot of people are like kind of over this time period, but like Rebels could only do so much. It was still a kids yes. program. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though like Clone Wars, wow, Clone Wars. Yeah. I'm rewatching it right now, and I'm like, this is for children. <laughs> yeah, child it, age children. And it's but, fantastic how they come. They can. There's a lot of layers that they can cover. Uh, from a writing standpoint, from a, a narrative standpoint, and this is fantastic how they are uh, focusing on this, and it's been relatable to to a lot of us and so different, so many different ways. So yeah, they're really, really enjoying that. Yeah, I I was absolutely. I think I shed my first tear when when Marva said that you know she could walk down the road again, you know where her husband was was hanged and with with a smile on her face for the first time. Um, and like I think that that's just it's so powerful because what could just be considered as like a robbery on some other planet creates these shock waves 
that can resonate so much, you know, even in someone like her who's at the like the latter stages of her of her life where that that hope is like ignited with such like a fierce fire for her where, you know, a, an event that can carry such trauma for her for her life now she can she can walk through that same road with a smile like I think the show has really woven in the flashbacks very seamlessly to inform the story and like it just I just got so many chills at so many different points but it was just that that sentence that she spoke there where she could have that smile again on her face it, at that particular place um it just it, I yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just not hold it together the flashback of Clem he yeah. doesn't do anything wrong and no that and, and that's there and that clearly informs why Cassian doesn't want to get involved because he sees what mm -hmm. happens when you're even in proximity to it yeah, yeah mm -hmm. Clem just said don't do this you know mm -hmm. and yeah and what the same thing happened to Cassian like mm -hmm. in this episode yeah. so he's slowly gonna be yeah and he's to Rogue One Cassian when he realized yeah. he doesn't really have a choice because there's no choice yeah and it's so poignant what andrew was just saying that how Mar um, marva was inspired by that act of rebellion and then it was a poignant that cassian was had been part of it mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> unbeknownst to her so but at the same time he's he says like no he's a it was a robbery but it's, it's really interesting to see this cassian that is like on the other side of yeah, this was just a robbery to the Cassian we see in Jeddah telling mm -hmm. Jin rebellions are built on hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very interested to see when he does that turn because I thought that like, that speech yeah. by Marva was going to be it when she mentioned, oh, did you hear what happened on Aldani? That gave me that strength to go on. And he's still like, you said, oh, it's just a robbery. We need to get out of here. Dude, if this doesn't kind of flip that switch, but like Maggie just said, he kind of seen what happened when you kind of challenge the empire even just by being on the wrong road at the wrong time but i thought that was gonna be when, oh do you hear what happened on Al on aldana he said yeah yeah that was me that's what i'm saying <laughs> no he's good. Ah, let's no, get out he's of still, here he's still the reluctant hero like you know he has yeah. a lot of trauma to get through like right? yeah that so. it's just it's I, I love that he was still like trying to run away from mm -hmm. from everything even after hearing what marva was saying because I, I think that just shows how like how powerful the fear that the empire is cultivating has like mm. how how deep those roots have gotten where you know even something is stirring was as what marvin was saying is just he's still backing away like no th this isn't for me like i just uh it really speaks to to the, how much how much fear and this this hold that the empire has so i'm really i'm interested just to see what will make that switch for him uh, mm -hmm. it's yeah. just so fascinating I wrote an article this week for Collider that was like talking about like Cassian and just like why that character means so much to me. And I was talking about the fact that like his character really shows that you can't stand on the sidelines of rebellion. Like it's going to pull you in whether you like want it to or not. And so you have to like make a conscious decision for which side of things you want to be on. And I think that's what we're seeing with this point where he is finally realizing he can't be, he can't just be, he has to be involved. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to see where that's hopefully going to go because obviously he's not going to prison for six years. He doesn't have <laughs> six years of life left. Maybe he should just go to prison. Why? 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 Everything was going fine. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, yeah, like Arsu mentioned uh, in, in one of the previous episodes that uh, 
I'm interested to see like the line he he tells Chirrut uh, about I've never been in prison. This man has never told a truth <laughs> in his life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Compulsive liar. <laughs> Yeah, and it's going to be interesting also. We're waiting for him to have that turn now with Luthen seeking veil on him just to get him out of the way when she shows yeah. up. That rebellion wants to kill him. So how is he now going to be part of it? Again, I trust the writers because so, so far they haven't missed. So that's going to be also very interesting where they have that reunion, I guess. Did you say that you thought Luthen was trying to get rid of him now? Just Lu- I, uh, I I thought, feel- that sounded like Cleo was the one that was okay. trying to get rid of Tapia. I was thinking. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe Cleo. Clear. Yeah, because Cleo very clearly says that you can't have somebody with Luthen in his ear. That doesn't sound like she was acting mm-hmm. with Luthen. Uh, like there, she's supposed to be. So like there was stuff with an interview early on that said like she was a mastermind among those like mm-hmm. in the rebellion that she is like a little bit more involved and even Luthen is and so I'm thinking that she's the one that's like okay gotta get rid of him yeah I was just yeah. like I'm really curious to see like what Clea's story mm-hmm. is because like the way that she changed from shop girl to like badass yeah. I was like what is yeah what is this she was walking as if like she didn't look like she was being sent by Luthen there she looked like she was on her own yeah, maybe <laughs> she, she has her own agenda she got exactly. her fancy little red coat out of her closet. She flat ironed her hair and she went for it. Hey, it's in me forties during celebration. That's a great cosplay. Yeah. Oh, if, right. if they ever make that jacket, I'm dropping the money. I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to go back to Mara. Um, we know she yeeted the boy. <laughs> she took Cass. Well, one, she calls him Cass, not Cassa or Cassian, which I thought was very interesting. So mm. she like, trying to still like you know keep his like nickname and his real name um but she's like tells him like i never loved anyone as much as i love you (laughs) what do you think guys think like his their relationship is like i think they do love each other yeah i think like there is probably some tension for him of like you know trying to find his sister and like having lost his home but i don't i don't think there's any doubt that they do love each other Mm. 100 percent, yeah yeah, I agree. She told him to stop looking for his sister. Oh, what yeah. did you make of that? I, I, I didn't know if, how to. I thought just out to, of love, maybe that. Yeah, she I think like, just to keep him out of trouble. Like, well, not he, only that, he, that, that that supposedly there are no survivors, so he's not going to yeah. find anything, and that's just going to hurt him further. Yeah, right? I think she. I think thinks, she knows that. Yeah, she thinks that. She thinks that he's chasing a ghost, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I definitely don't think they're setting up a Cassian is looking for his sister plot if it's going to be if it's not going to go anywhere. But I think as far as Marva's concerned, his sister is is dead, so mm-hmm. there's no yeah. point. Because it's of course what probably the Empire or the Republic said. Yeah, like mm-hmm. she all in Marva's defense, like she's just working off of the information she has. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at least so far. The unfortunate yeah. mining accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, sorry, so, I just really wanted that. I was just, it's so, it's always interesting to see like actual parent child relationships. We didn't really get much of that in the original or prequels or actually yeah. any of the movies. Let's be any real. of the movies. Especially <laughs> parents with their adult children. Cause like yeah. we'll see parents with small mm-hmm. kids, but yeah. parents with adult children, we don't really see. No. Yeah. So it just is true. Just want to, to kick see. your child out of the house, so that's why you don't see them too much. Yeah, or <laughs> send you, them to you, Jedi, Jedi school. Yeah, yeah, just an uncle. 
You send hey! them to Jordan. Hey! Twenty minutes in, and we made it about Ben Solo again. Yes. I, oh, I was thinking about all the Jedi children just being, you know, shipped off. Just, being like, the most important Jedi child is Ben Solo, though. We know this to be true. <laughs> Especially because we were this close to having a parent with their adult child. Like, this <laughs> um, yeah. Baby Ahsoka and her mom would like a word. I, I cannot handle. wait for this. I cannot wait for Tales of the Jedi. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so going backslash forward to Clea, <laughs> Vel, and Luthen, and then we'll get into Mon Mothma's business, mm-hmm. but Clea, yes. Vel, and Luthen. So we already said that we're not 100% sure Clea's on the up and up as far as Luthen is concerned. What do we think about where Vel's at in this episode? I know she wasn't in it very much, although you know, she was sporting a completely different look this week, but <laughs> I did yeah. not recognize her for a second. Yeah, right. Me neither, not right <laughs> away. I didn't recognize either of them for a second. True. It took me a second for yeah to to recognize uh, Clea. I think I did. I was like, oh, was that's like, who. Oh that yeah. Is. I was like, oh, <laughs> new character. She's so cool looking. Yeah, I think someone posted a picture of it that day before I saw it with a caption that it was Sarah, and that's when I saw it in the episode. I knew who it was, but yeah, if I was just seeing her there the first time, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that little that chalkboard. Not the chalkboard. The chalk mark on the floor. Mm-hmm. Reminded me oh. of Prison Dom. There's a circle with a line across yeah. it. And like, wait, wait, what's that? Okay, it's not it, but. Clea's with Crimson Dawn is what you're saying. Whoa. Maybe. You, we broke it. Yes, crimson, you know. Yeah. It was Kira. Spoiled it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Amelia but... Clark just pops up out of nowhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, like, my favorite thing about this scene, as much as the, you know, eliminate him, we can't have him around and Belle's like wait what and she's trying to process all this but I think my favorite thing about Clea's whole walk to Vel is the fact that this is very clearly just some building complex that was built in the 60s <laughs> like the little the little pebble walls and the brick floor and like <laughs> or like the tile floor and I'm just I don't know I feel like I can touch this set it all feels very like tangible so I, I don't know about that. The beauty of not having the volume. <laughs> I'm like, I right? can like smell that hallway. It, like, I don't know. It just felt I, so very real. There was a close up of her feet going mm-hmm. on the floors. Like, we don't usually yeah. get like, no really you full body shots. Yeah, honestly, going to be so hard to go back to shows that rely yeah. so heavily on the volume when we've yeah. seen just how good practical sets can look again. And yeah. that's always, like, I love the volume. We all know I love the volume. I think that there are so many things that the volume can do and benefit when you can't do, like, endless sunrises or endless yeah. sunsets, things like you that you can't do. And I think the issue was when they start relying on the volume mm-hmm. to do things that you can do just to, like, cut corners. And it yeah. loses so much of the depth and realness that's always been what makes Star Wars, like, Star Wars, like... People love the original Star Wars because of the textures, because of mm-hmm. the the sets, because of like using an ice bucket as like whatever, like an, uh, an ice cream. It was an ice cream maker. Ice cream yeah. maker. Yeah. 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 Respect the ice cream maker. Like there's so much like the stuff that's real, the stuff that you're like, I I know what this feels like. I know what this smells like. I know what this like. That's that's what I I think makes Andor so good because I I can smell. Cyril cereal. I like. I, <laughs> I know that that house must smell super clean because it is so neat in there. You know, it has like a bleachy tone just yeah. on the, yeah. the back yeah. end of everything. It just I reminds also, me of like oh. the tragedy of the Mandalorian when mm-hmm. they were actually out in the desert 
Yeah. And Which was you... one of the best episodes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, it, it, there is something to be said, too, for, like, outdoor, like, filming on location. Like, when they're all wearing jackets on Aldani, I'm like, you're wearing yeah. a jacket both because it's the vibe and because you need one. Like, with the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, like on the Book of Boba Fett, Fennec's running around in all that leather, and I'm like, looks cool, but I used to live in the desert, and there's no way. Like, there just ain't no way. But, like, you don't feel the temperature when they're in the volume, but, like, the fact that their hair is always must, and everybody, like, the tip of everybody's nose looks a little pink because it's cold, yeah. and, like, the, the weather feels tangible. Yeah. And I think it's just a nice vibe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, was Aldani shot in, like, Scotland? Is that it? Like, it just, I, yeah. I love... Yeah, it gave me the Highlands. I love Highlands. that. Just everything about the planet. It just, it looked so beautiful, and it's like, yeah, there's, it just makes it more feel real when it's you know like when when it's you know real real sets and practical effects and you know all all of I that think, um yeah that's why like the tie fighter felt so scary especially in that scene yes. because the world felt so real mm -hmm. yeah yeah god that tie fighter yeah. oh yeah. i loved it that was so good <laughs> yeah. yes. all i got from this for the conversation is that you guys hate everyone that loves the other shows yeah <laughs> oh, here it is exactly what oh. and, andrew since you came in you were ready to talk about I'll it Alberto, you, you sound like a completely different podcast. I, I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Come on. Like, if no one heard our Obi-Wan Kenobi series. <laughs> we are literally on the record hating these other shows. We yes. hate them. So much. We hate them so much. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, but you two are on the record as well, Andrew and Alberto. Hey, I'm on, the record, it. on this show, hating on everything else. <laughs> right clearly. here, I'm owning it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hatred is real. I, well, I hate Grogu, so you know where I stand. No. <laughs> oh, Roberto! Wow, I always try to remind people like, I am on the record, I love the volume, yeah. I love what it can do, but it has all good things have a limit. And there was actually a really interesting uh, interview recently from, I'm going to butcher his last name, Greg Fige, Fige the mm. um, yeah. cinematographer. He worked on The Mandalorian, I believe, and he worked on The Batman. And he talked about, like, there are clear limits. And the more that we're using the, the volume, the more we're seeing that, like, it's only good in small doses. Like, Yeah, it's yeah. just like CGI. If you yeah. use nothing... But CGI, but like the reason that Jurassic Park, it's always a perfect example. Mm -hmm. The reason that works so well is because it's practical with the CGI and it also it tricks the human eye. You don't yep. give it enough time to like kind of really process it. And that's the same thing that would happen with the volume if you're as long as you're not having like every single scene with it. So yep. your mind can't make up. Is this real or is this practical or is this a it's just the way our minds work. Yeah. And, you yeah. don't, it helps you to not see the scenes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think the volume is like, like when they got the real D 3d, like not the blue and red filter. Mm -hmm. um, and like every movie was every in 3D movie. for a minute and like everything was like reaching for the screen and it was so obviously <laughs> yeah. shot for 3d. And then that kind of hit its saturation point and then they scaled it back. And now it's only <laughs> movies that like need to be in 3d, but I'm also seeing like a lot more 2d showings are being offered. Cause like it kind of hit its point and it's, it's declined. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm thinking <laughs> is everyone was so thrilled that they didn't have to see orange at the end of the night, because if you worked on a green screen or a blue screen all day, which I have before, 
you go home or you start driving and everything's a different freaking color. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. bad. So I think yes. they're we're so excited about it. They're like, volume this and volume that. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that alone. Yeah. It is so disconcerting, especially the first few days. <laughs> it, really, it truly is. Not to break away from this conversation, uh, <gasps> but well, we'll come back. I no, because I just... <laughs> go this is not my show, I know. Um, <laughs> Do you? No. I don't know. I'm just I'm, I just I'm need training to warn for tomorrow. That Grogu has been very mad about the baby Ahsoka coming up. So he <laughs> might be coming back soon. Oh. Are you talking bad about him? Probably right, do not I'll, help. I'll, I'll do a public <laughs> apology tomorrow. On my show, I'll do a public apology at 5 p.m. Tomorrow. Be there. I don't know if Grogu oh, watches you. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, he does. no. He just lost a viewer, I guess. Yeah, he, he just has the... <laughs> the one down vote. Yeah. Every time. You know who I was it is. Wondering who it was. You know. But for that scene of her walking through that terminal or whatever, what I love, it came right after, I guess, you, Lauren, was saying, that, oh, we're tightening our fees and all this. And then you yeah, start seeing the imperial, the imperial presence everywhere, because that's the first time we see Stormtroopers is when she walks out and starts kind of doing her trek. And then we start seeing them more and more. So I love that as soon as that happened, as they said, okay, we're going to tighten our fees and people are going to know that we're out there. Boom, here we are. It's like they didn't wait a second. They didn't wait a beat. And the Imperials were already there. The Stormtroopers were there. And look menacing. I thought they were going to shoot someone right there. Yep. And then we see them, of course, in Ferrix. And then at the end in Naimo, Space Florida, Copacabana, however you want to call it. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about you, Laren? Yes. Uh, Can I, I just say I, I'm a fake fan because I would not have known it was you, Lauren, if I didn't have subtitles on. Subtitles. <laughs> okay, same. Honestly, I, I mean, you know how obsessed I am with Clone Wars and uh -huh. all animation that he's been in. But this was, like, honestly, like, the best kind of cameo because you didn't need to know who he was. If you, But if you did, it's a nice little thrill. Yep. And also, and it adds something to it. Adds another layer. But again, it doesn't take anything away. Yep. Also drives the story forward, which is great. Mm-hmm. And it also just makes it like really sad because you think of him like working so much with Anakin and Ahsoka. And like, I know Ahsoka really admired him, but now mm -hmm. you know like where they are. And he's like talking yeah. about, he's like, yeah, I talked to Emperor Palpatine. I'm like, of course he did. Somehow Palpatine <laughs> yeah. returned. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, he's like, got like a name time. drop. I'm like, we get it, you, yeah. Lauren. You're right. You know the Emperor. Just flexing on him. Yeah. Let him know. <laughs> like, You're I close to him. He's like, I personally talked to him. It's like, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. I had subtitles on and I didn't catch it. I see he's talking and they're just going from the neck down. I'm like, who's this guy? He's talking. No, he doesn't sound like talking. Then they show them. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. And then everyone, <laughs> you, Lauren, you, Lauren. And I went back. It's that scene when Deidre is speaking her codes. I was going, okay, what code are you going to pick? They look the same. So I, I missed the name. And I'm like, okay, you, Lauren. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, um, it's uh it's it's yeah i think I, I i was a little sad seeing like his speech his monologue there about tightening the fist because you know we have a lot of fond memories of him with the republic and we see you know his his transition there where he's like now very close with you know i mean you know i've like well, in the thrawn trilogy like he he worked well he worked closely with thrawn obviously he's having chats and coffee with palpatine like you know he's i don't know it's it's 
I think that's like a tragedy that's not spoken of uh, enough is that, you know, his his trajectory there where it's like he, yeah. he was a he was a good soldier. And now he is also still a good soldier just for the wrong side. It's like, yeah, yeah. but yeah, we see him in Rebels and it feels like a very sad scene. Mm-hmm. Like he seems like he cares about Callus. Like he mm. still has that empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like it's such a weird idea because like Rex is so close by. And you're just match. I really wish there was a meeting like that, or just they saw each other and they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah." yeah it, but that just tells you like how the empire just like must have had so many republic people just be like, "I guess this is it. We're going mm-hmm. with it." Yeah, shift on, shifting over. Just you know, <laughs> you just get a new role under the new regime and just keep going, right? Be like, and "Hey, then- the war's over. Great." But also yeah. 14, 14 years into it, like even if it just kind of was like a transitional role, like, okay, I guess this is the new government. After 14 years, if you're still there, like Yularen is, even if you didn't believe it in the beginning, you certainly believe it now. Yeah. yeah. And it, he doesn't, this... he dies on the Death Star. Yeah. yeah. Not really getting like a redemption or anything nope. like that. He's just, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. see him around with Vader. So Anakin has a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was targeting you, Lauren, from back at the Clone Wars. Buddies from high school, you know. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Do you remember when Obi Wan did high really stupid friends. things? Uh, Obi Wan was the worst. <laughs> wow. And they're like, but man, I, this guy sounds a lot like the Anakin twerp. He just said wizard. What's up, yeah? With Lauren and Tarkin just talking shit about Anakin. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I hope you killed that Anakin Skywalker. He was oh, the most annoying. <laughs> During Order so annoying. And Vader's like just like <sighs> one tear rolling down under his helmet. No, <laughs> he's like, don't do it. They have info you need. Oh, <laughs> gotta restrain myself. Uh. Oh. But uh, Alberto, I, I like your your point about kind of seeing the the stormtroopers become more prominent. Uh, you know, that's something I remember from a few books that I've read. Is that usually like when stormtroopers arrive, it's when you know like the Empire really getting involved. Where we saw kind of like the local security forces, and you know, sometimes there'll be you know like just kind of navy troopers or whatever. But when you send the stormtroopers in. You know, that's when it's getting real. And so that's mm-hmm. just like, it was a nice little visual aid of seeing like, okay, this is like the presence is a lot firmer now. It's very like, you know, you, you can't really miss the guys in the shiny white armor. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, it, it was, I liked that transition to where we just, you know, ended up seeing, yeah, shore troopers, stormtroopers, security droids, all that. It's, uh, it just, it's very you see the consequences, yeah. you know, where it's like, yeah. Yeah, and it makes it understandable why the people of Ferrix are like Cassian. You're not like we hate you. You brought, <laughs> you brought yeah. yeah, because pretty much Ferrix, uh, that that uh, planet was like uh, Bespin in Empire Strike Back. What Lando mm-hmm. said, like, oh, mm-hmm. we don't attract the attention of the Empire, so they leave us on our own. Yeah. So the people of Ferrix might have my seeing that like oh now we have all the stormtroopers all the presence that we undesirable so that's understandable they might blame yeah. him kind of yeah. like Vix does for tim's death mm-hmm. yeah tim i should say tim, tim. <laughs> yeah the long m <laughs> that makes it spacey 
Your crazy <laughs> boyfriend. Just add one the more crazy, consonant there. Jealous <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> Which again, if my significant other was holding hands with Diego Luna, <laughs> I don't. I, yeah. I would worry. Yeah, I would, I would worry. worry. Would you I would be jealous. I couldn't even be of mad. Both like, I couldn't even be mad. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, how, I feel like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love how Cassian was like, why would he think that for? I was like, Cassian. <laughs> you were like in her space. Really? <laughs> But also, I was like, my goblin brain was like, he was like, is there a chance? Is there a chance? <laughs> you want to go to the beach with me? <laughs> That's what I totally like. That was where my head was for Cassie. And he was like, why would he think that? Is there still a chance? He's like, I got a getaway car. I, I yeah. Yeah. Getaway I hear, car, yeah. Like, I hear you're single now. <laughs> yeah. I got some credits for spare. <laughs> I hear there's a nice beach out there. Okay, can I just say the beach is the funniest thing to me because everybody was like, "Oh my god, it looks like like a tropical place. It looks like Florida. It is like a mile south of Blackpool. It is in Lancashire. It is like a coast beach side town in England." And I think it's hilarious how the yeah. right color yeah. grading makes it look tropical. And I'm like, you know, that was like 40 degrees. Yeah, nobody long sleeves. Nobody was like, sweating. It was cold. In winter. <laughs> like that was the only time where I was like I do not feel the weather that is actually being told to me because I am confident <laughs> I know where that is well also what I love about that scene kind of not part of the show it's how that scene had so many aliens so many colors I and Alberto, Thank I you. thought of oh. you when it was happening. I was like, Alberto is going to be so happy. I, I love that. This episode, give me all the aliens. But and the thing, the thing, they did all this for like a minute and a half scene because it's not that long. But they went through all the trouble building the sets, having all the aliens, having the K2 droids, the KX. And it's like a two minute scene. And this probably I, cost like $5 million to do. And we I probably will see it again. I think maybe Saul <laughs> might break him out or something. I wonder yeah. how he's going to get involved. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we'll get into the jailbreak in a second, but I think the the aliens, like, or the potential jailbreak, I should say, but I think the aliens, like, being absent for a few episodes and suddenly popping up, I think, speaks volumes to like the intentionality of the show because the two big set pieces we had in the last three episodes were like Mon Mothma's house. Mm. Yeah. which is all senators and clearly like they're just courting the human ones because I feel mm -hmm. like that's Karen's fault. And then they're doing the raid on the armory mm -hmm. and we know the, the empire yeah. doesn't hire aliens. Yeah. So, yeah they don't, they're very like anti-non-humans. So yeah. I can understand xenophobic why in that yeah, way. The core so, stunt, if there were aliens living there, they probably were like, we got to move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and even even then, like, they're not running in government circles. They're not running. No. They're nope. And then the other stuff is all very, like, small, intimate scenes. So yeah. if they're, you know, if there doesn't happen to be aliens and three or so people around, then. But then clearly, like, when we're in the beach town or eventually in prison or wherever else or on Ferrix, like, when it's a little more open, then all mm. the aliens pop up because that's yeah. where they're yeah. gone. And yeah. we saw them no, during and the hearing, too. And yeah, yeah. And that, which makes sense. That's <laughs> yeah. a very oh, yeah. valid point because that's something that I hadn't think about, think about during the Aldani heist that all of them were humans, but it makes sense because they weren't going to pose as Imperials. Yeah. Yeah. They'd yeah. be caught yeah. if they brought an alien. Yeah. Exactly. And also it'd be weird because the Aldanis are all human, it seems. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, it's a tweet that I sent. No, but like, no, 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 you're right. You're but you're right. right. Though. The show's Empire sucks. Because, like, yeah, <laughs> Empire is 
We miss the aliens too. Yeah. They, yeah. They look so cool. They all look great. And like Maggie said, this one makes it feel like Star Wars. Even though Andor sometimes doesn't feel like, oh, this is what Star Wars should be or used to be. You see aliens, you're like, ah, Star Wars. Yeah. We get yeah. it. Yeah. Love the little guy with a nose. I, I know. About sipping say, a weird <laughs> juice. I want more of him. Yeah. <laughs> like five seconds of screen time. Yeah. He's hero. Perfect. Is that yeah. your new Glupshido? <laughs> <laughs> Please talk to Katrina and see if you can talk an hour about that for what's up. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say my thoughts on Glove Shiro because then we'll derail the show again. Oh. Are, is it the guy from the premiere that was having the best day of his life in the background? <laughs> I just don't like Glove Shiro's. I don't care too much about background characters. Sorry. Oh, I know. Oh, just, oh, same. Same. They're Same. not just background characters, Alberto. The controversy. There's I just did a whole more. episode about Depa. Like, she's considered yeah. a glupship shido. Oh, is she? Oh, is she? Technically, like, she's like. How do you she's define never a been like starred in anything? Exactly. So, like, now I, everyone is a glove shit on this. It used to be like the most obscure. Now everything. Yeah. Oh, glove shit, oh, glove shit. I thought glove shittos were when they didn't have names and fandom comes up with names and yeah. like stuff uh, about them. Not what I think it we have. I think it's grown a I think it's grown a bit past that. Everybody yeah. has a name in Star Wars, though. <laughs> no, they don't. Nearly no. everyone does. Have you watched The Mandalorian? <laughs> well, that's true, but you know what I mean. At least when George Point taken. Started, everybody had a <laughs> name and a backstory. I'm like, hello, have you watched that other show that <laughs> yes, remains Frog nameless? The lesser shows. Frog Lady and Frog, Frog Lady, Husband, right? or whatever his name is. <laughs> Is it frog man or frog husband? I don't even remember. I don't think lady. I don't Both. think he even was credited as something, was he? <laughs> Whoa. Probably I was not. watching Clone Wars and like he get um Anakin and Ahsoka are in a bow and he gets introduced to Gungan and he tells Ahsoka, go with the Gungan. And I was like, that's saying like go with a human. Yeah. It's like the You way. just learned his name, yes, Anakin. Weakway. Amanda. Yeah, weak oh, way, who are you? I'm Weakway. No. Just... And Book of Buffett, I think, gave him a name. But yeah. It's like reminding me of when I'm trying to write something and I hate coming up with names for people, but it's like you're supposed to control F and get rid of that before you send the script out. <laughs> you don't just let it go that way. That's why you don't name them. You just say TK so you can actually find it when you go back. Uh-huh. But I believe that's how we ended up with the character in, oh my God, which High Republic book. No, it was character- a planet. There's a planet called no, TK. No, there's a character named TK too. Oh. oh my god <laughs> oh lord they've they've done it multiple times in the books where there is either a planet a droid or a person whose name is a variation of tk but like spelled out for a way. droid I, oh yeah it's great for droids but it's hilarious to me i'm like i love that you literally like up until the end of almost getting this published still couldn't figure up a name for a character so you're just like just call them t-e-e-k-a-a yeah <laughs> Add some vowels. Oh. Add some vowels. That's how we do the Star there, Wars It's a name. Play. That's how it makes it spacey. R2. R2. Arturito. Okay, speaking of yeah. spacey, um, let's talk Cyril Karn and his cereal. Um, oh, yes. Oh, his space cereal. I his want space some. cereal. And his space collar. And Who his is his tailor? I need his a space story cubicle, about his tailor. Like, he keeps oh, saying he too. had it tailored. But because everything is tailored to his specifications, I think he's doing it himself. Yeah. Yeah. He's the tailor, actually. He's the he tailor. tailor. Yeah. Of course I know him. He's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. 
I consistently still just love him and I love that he ended up in a cubicle job. Um, I, I, I don't know how many, of here, how many of us here have worked in a cubicle job. Just curious. Yes. Okay, so almost all of us have worked in cubicles. That mm-hmm. is just like, God, it was such perfect like an a perfect outcome for him after the mess that he has made of his life and i still i love this weird mother son dynamic that we're getting it is the most toxic thing it's hilarious <laughs> oh yes she is the epitome of overbearing mother mm-hmm. and like you know what a high collars means you know it's the, you know don't let them you know if you fail it fails on me like don't mm-hmm. disappoint like it's wow. so like, this is why he is the way he is. This is right. why yeah. he is right. so wound so tight and is a little bit crazy. And it just makes me so happy because I think this is the first time we've seen this kind of, uh, like, parental relationship. And again, I think it's in contrast to then what we see with Marva mm. and Cassian, and Cassian. Yeah. which yeah. I think mm-hmm. is, like, really, really interesting and like we see Marva's like admission of like her love for Cassian and we don't get any loving feelings from uh Edie Eddie Edie, uh, Edie, yeah. Edie yeah I think Edie. Yeah. I would say that Vader was pretty controlling with Luke be like hey come to the dark side <laughs> but he didn't raise Luke I know yeah. I'm joking, yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. yeah I just I love with like when Edie is like nattering at Cyril and he's trying to be like I'm an adult mom aggressively eating my cereal, cereal. <laughs> he's such yeah. an adult Browns. that he loves he's like Wolowitz and he loves his sweet cereal because he's still a child like I think like we saw like, I think it was last week's episode or no it was a week before because Kyle uh, there was no Cyril Karn last week so the, the week before we saw where he's like eating a cereal and she pushes the food towards him like the the more presentable adult food towards him and he's still just eating his sugary <laughs> cereal and i was like this is this is such oh there's just so many layers to this i just love this character i think he so also much. has action figures in his room he hasn't put them away they're still there they're still out they there were posed like cyril was playing with them i right? love this i love this <laughs> like... so much Okay, I you know the way in that box. Like, his mom put him in a box, and as soon as he went back home, he got them back out. And he's yeah. like, "This is where they belong." We're all sitting <laughs> yeah. here laughing about action figures, like every single one of us doesn't have action figures. No, <laughs> Funko is right behind my left. <laughs> like, mine are right over there. Yeah, I think I think another reason why I love his character so much and like what they're doing with it is this is what I wanted for Hux. Mm. Cool. Like because we get glimpses of like what Hux's childhood was like with Brendel, and it's only kind of secondhand information. And like fandom has like spoiled me for like really good like <laughs> fan fiction about Hux, and so like I have a lot of feelings about Hux, and I feel like I'm getting a lot of the stuff that I've seen like in fanfics for him now with 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 Karn, and it makes me so happy because I just love. <laughs> I love my weird little ginger boys. <laughs> I have a question Wait, for you he's all. He's ginger? What? Yeah, he's a redhead. Hux not, or... like a, not like Weasley redhead. Yeah, not oh, like yeah. a Weasley, Weasley redhead. Red, yeah, like dark red. Yeah. Yeah. He had it tailored. Yeah, yeah. Kyle. He dyes his hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, Kyle's resume, when you if you find his acting resume deep on the internet, he has it listed as having red hair. 
But it's brown in the show, right? It has so. it has yeah. red it has red tones. Okay, depends on the so lighting, the word, you know. What, what was your Auburn. question, Andrew? Auburn. Yes, Andrew, you had a question. Yes, I have a question for for you all. Yes. Which would you prefer? Six years in imperial prison or a cubicle job? Uh, because it sounds like the same thing. Um, but okay, here's, here's my question. I have a counter question for you. Will I be in the same jail as Kathy Andor? <laughs> Important. This is like this is the key to this question. Because I'll do six years of hard labor. If Kathy um, Andor it means Diego Luna. <laughs> like. I see. I see. I see your point. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you yes. Absolutely. Okay, Diego, yeah. yeah. I'm going to jail, baby. <laughs> oh if you God. keep him there for six years, then he doesn't die either. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like Probably that. Everybody else will die because the Death Star is, you know, after oh, Roman. Oh well. Oh, no. oh well. I'll. I'll be on the, the beach. Price we pay. It's fun. <laughs> I can't compete with Cassian, so yeah. I'll have to take the cubicle. I just thought we could take a cubicle job because I like to go outside. Sweet. Yeah. So yeah, right. I don't think I could one. not go outside, so I have to take the cubicle job. I don't know. It didn't look like there were any doors in like that place. It just looked like no windows. No, yeah. I mean like the end of the day. Oh no, there's no home. there's no end of the day. Just, yeah. just oh got it. I'm in there yeah. for six yeah. years. At, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, at the end of the day, there's another one dying. Sorry, later. <laughs> okay. I just love the depressing zoom out where it's like his Whoa. cubicle, the cubicles around, and then just like the the wider view of just like yeah. all of them, just the scene, mm -hmm. like you know, the, he and Cassian are not in such different positions yeah. right now. Yeah, God, his dramatic monologue to the guy hiring him. Oh my I mean, god! Like I was, I was, <laughs> I was doing the right wrongly. thing. I did the yeah, I did the right thing. People died. I was just like, yeah, dude, you were in a job interview, not the time. <laughs> no, but he's like, people died. I had to do the right thing. And the guy's like, right, okay, we're taking that oh, out okay. of your record. Whatever. Your cubicle's over there, <laughs> right? I don't care. Right now. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Like, anyway. <laughs> Take a seat. So sad. The Very sad. Loki anyway. baby. So sad. Okay. Yeah. He's like, too long didn't read. <laughs> Did not care. He literally said, like, what's that thing? It's like. I'm sorry that oh, happened, yeah, right. but I ain't reading all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. The cubicle is right there. Cool story. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool story, bro. <laughs> I just also the, this imperial who like is giving Cyril his orientation. Um, talking about like some departments might seem more fun than others. Like <gasps> I don't know, gears and widgets or whatever the department was called. <laughs> like might seem really happening. I'm like, this is every. Person corporate. who has spent just way too long in a corporate environment. I I was really hoping that they'd get into more like this is your PTO. This is, this is <laughs> oh yeah your health insurance. There's no PTO the empire. The empire, the empire doesn't yeah. give PTO or health no, insurance. A, you need a decal for parking. Yeah, yeah. Every, you have to pay for it. It does not come out of your pay. Yeah. yeah. Every uh, breath you take where you get to stay alive, that's your health insurance. <laughs> Fridays are casual, but you still have to you wear it. You can unbutton your... like, yeah. 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 your collar, and, and that's and, it. And Cyril will be like, I would never unbutton my. He's like scandalized. Cyril <laughs> Karn has no concept of casual Friday. Yeah. 30 minutes for lunch at yeah. your desk. And you. You're expected to work through your lunch. Yeah. You, you yeah. get a ration. <laughs> Here's your granola bar. Yeah. He'll be like, can I bring my own cereal? <laughs> cereal Is there cereal. a refrigerator for my blue milk? Yeah. 
Oh, God. Oh, God. We haven't he, talked he can about his action figure. Mothma. Oh, Mon Mothma. We haven't yeah. talked about Mon Mothma at all. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. gosh. Um, contrary to popular Twitter opinion, I do not believe that they have done anything other than be close friends. Because <laughs> of course. I, I do not believe that she would ever give Perrin that kind of ammo against no. her. Ever. She no. would never, ever stray because she knows he'll use that. I mean, look what he's already doing to try to pit her daughter against her in mm-hmm. every way possible. Yes. She would never do that. Well, I think she's thought about it, though. She's definitely thought about it. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is definitely the guy that she was in love with before she had to get married. The one who got away? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yes. Like <laughs> oh Kathy Perry? Like Katy Perry? Is that the one Diego Luna stars in? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Do you know who that song is about? Who's it about? Oh, Josh Groban. Josh what? Groban? Josh Groban can get it. <laughs> oh. It is about Josh Groban. He gets what? hot ladies. Wow. He does. He oh pulls. And it's all because of, you know, the, the go- this is a totally different topic, but the gossip blogger Paris Hilton, you know, that guy, yeah. he had a party uh, where he basically invited everybody that was in his contact list to his apartment. And it was like this weirdest combination of people. And that was where Josh Groban and Katy Perry met. And they had a thing. And then Josh Groban just kept on going with life. And so. Oh, well, it happens. I am never going to listen to that song the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's forever changed. You know, Josh Groban's kind of skinny, and so is Diego Luna. So oh, yeah, no, I honestly, as soon as I, <laughs> I, I, care. I learned that, I was like, oh, I see why she picked Diego. Yeah. I, I see it. I get it. Yeah. Now, but going back to Mon so Mon 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 I think the, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, the conversation with Aikoma was, was really good. So, and actually, is it me or her accent? I know, well, with the Imperial and the Senatorial position, but he, she sounds like Lady Mary in Downton Abbey. I don't know. Yeah, it's the um, the elevated, there's a yeah. word for it, but the elevated pronunciation. Who yeah. do we think the three people are who know her real intentions? Bale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Because L- I thought she... Luthien? Yeah. Luthien? Do you think? I th- I... Maybe? I thought so. But maybe, maybe, maybe that'll prove to be her her mistake. Mm. Well, she does. She tells him like she's been trying to get her family money before. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. So he he knows about yeah, like so, uh, funny Ellen Luthen and what's the assistant's name again? Clea, Clea, yeah, Clea knows. She must doesn't, know. So I guess I'm dumb. I thought she counted herself because she says there's only three people that know this. I thought it was her Luthen. Oh, and... that's true. Could be, yeah. Could be, yeah. Her Luthen and Bale, probably. Bale, mm. Organa. Not even Clea. I, I thought Bale, because I. But Clea's in the room. Or, Cle- yeah, or that's maybe Brea. Brea. Brea, I don't. Brea doesn't know anything yet, because remember they're not trying because she's trying to have possible possible uh, deniability. Yeah. deniability. Yeah. At mm. this point, she does yeah. eventually. The closer mm. we get. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's just like Bale and Ahsoka are working with cells. And apparently, so it's Luthen. I don't know if Luthen talks to yeah. Bale. I have a question for everybody. So she's having this long conversation with Tay, and they don't want to be overheard. So she keeps going, like, just smile. Pretend we're having fun. And he keeps going, I don't know what you're talking about. So is he playing 4D chess, or is he an idiot? <laughs> He's playing 
40 chess because I he definitely yeah. knew what was yeah. being said. Yeah. I just yeah, because he's like, I, what are you saying? And I'm like, you know what she said. I, I, just, yeah. I just think that he was surprised mm-hmm. that it was coming from her because he, yeah. he makes the point of saying that he doesn't think that she would really agree with his actual politics because he's obviously mm-hmm. leaning towards the rebellion and a little more, you know, I guess liberal, I don't know what they call it. And, 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 fake traitors, they say. It's yeah, tra- yes. traitors. Um, yeah. And so I think he is surprised with the facade that she's put up that behind all of that, she's actually making moves. Yeah. To, to do stuff. I think it's more out of like, what are you saying? Like, how, like, really like this is shocking to me this is news to me yeah yeah that was yeah. what i got mm-hmm. i took it as him like tr- you know because I, I mean obviously like what he kind of said to her without saying is you know it's it's a dangerous thing to admit you know any kind of you know uh opposition to the, so i think yeah. he he was trying to get her to kind of say it without saying it to like he you know he had to be sure that they were on the same page i took i took it as that um that he was trying to get her to to kind of speak as plainly as she could without you know actually saying it because uh, if he like admitted like yeah i'm actually you know working against the empire uh and you know with with the solid front that she had put up you know it's it's a dangerous thing to admit so i kind of like took it as him like so i think we're on the same page but are we like what like yeah you know yeah when she's gonna start he's like oh i made you angry because i told you that i'm kind of on the other side oh I'm, and then she, no no you liberated me because now i can speak a little mm-hmm. bit more plainly but i also love when he said that oh you might find my politics too rough or something and he also asked that there's more senators i kind of starting to feel that way so it starts giving us the sense as there's that this rebellion is that there's more people involved, and we'll find out as, of course, as we go along to Rogue One and that convocation of all the senators when that rebellion, I guess, is official. So it kind of starts playing that, okay, there's more people out there that we don't hear, but it's starting to spread that people are not really happy with Palpatine. Well, and I love also that Palpatine was mentioned, kind of sprinkled a lot during this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like she, she compares, yeah. like, yeah. Um... Well, if you think about it, like, if you remember the deleted scenes from Revenge of the Sith, with Padme and the other senators, there were a lot of them yep. who were grouped together. But we know, like after Order sixty six, that spooked a lot of them, mm-hmm. or a, the people who spoke out at the beginning got executed or jailed <laughs> or something. Yeah, so that scared them even more. So yep. there probably still are like people who are like still thinking what they're thinking. Yeah, but scared to like put their their lives, their families, their planets in jeopardy. Yeah. One thing that I liked, I mean, and it tells you a lot, a volume, uh, speaks, speaks volumes a lot about the attention to detail that when they were talking about, the, and she mentions uh, Grand Vizier, Masamira, mm-hmm. and we see this Chandrilan tree that is on her, on the living area where they are. Uh, it, it reminded me of Aftermath Empire Sand where Masamira goes and surrenders after the battle of Jakku and Chandrila, and they do it under a tree, under a Chandrila oh. tree. Whoa. That was like, I mean, and even uh, we know that there's not a lot of Easter eggs, but that, that's. I like that. I like detail. Uh, those connections. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. That's a, that's a cool one. That's a cool one. Yeah. All right. I'm surprised by how important to the rebellion Luthen appears to be. 
Because he seems to be even more important. Maybe not more important, but more involved for, I don't know, yes, it's more involved, but kind of bossing Mon Mothma around a little bit when she goes and says, oh, what's this you? What are you doing? It's like, of course, and without telling it was him, but you knew what we were getting into. People are going to die. We got to do this, and you got to have to deal with it or get out. So I'm surprised how involved he's in or how important he's going to be for the Rebellion as a new character we haven't met before, how important mm-hmm. he is kind of moving forward. I wonder if they're going to, like, quote-unquote, Rogue One him, like, you know, with the <laughs> cast of Rogue One, like, when they were, were they in Episode 4? Yeah. So they all had to yeah. die. And, like, if he he's not in Rogue One, and I know that's because this is all told out of order, but at what point does he stop being this instrumental to the Rebellion? Yeah. I, I'm predicting I mean, a, an unfortunate end for him. That's I, I don't I don't think he's going to make it. Yeah, and especially but, I mean, it made me sense, think of what Mon Mothma said in Rogue One about Sogerera, and of course she mentioned Sogerera because that's uh, he was uh, part of the movie in that they split. So it makes me think that at this point of the rebellion, there were people, more people, or like people involved. But as we saw in Rebels, that those rebel cells were like kind of. Separated. What if this rebel cell that Luthen had that did this heist uh-huh. isn't part of what Ahsoka and Bale are currently doing? Like the fulcrum thing? Yeah. What it's if they probably not? Yeah. yeah. Probably what if this not. is like no. a singular thing that he brought together? Yeah. He's not. He doesn't have a lot of cells like Ahsoka mm-hmm. does. Could be. I mean, I think yeah. at this point it's like still pretty disorganized, like disorganized, like de- you know, like not centralized. Um, I, I, I yeah. I- yeah, because I, I know that. Ahsoka is talking to a bunch of different people at this point. Yeah, because at a certain point, I mean, if we think about, uh, okay, it was five years ago. Um, no, it was four? Yeah, four years ago. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we heard the path. We, we don't know the path, how, how the path was involved, if it was connected at, at, at any extent with what Ahsoka was doing. Yeah. I mean, we suspected, but there was not confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. So my question now going forward, Cassian's been sentenced to six years in prison. That's six years he's not going to serve. So <laughs> he serves five. Five, oh, yeah. five and no. a half. Five and a half. So <laughs> how is he getting out of this one? I saw. I think it's going to be Saw. I think those people that we saw Maybe. running along might have mm. been like buddies of Saw. And yeah. Saw's yeah. like, prison break. Prison yeah, break. Gotta, gotta but be why does Saw care? Uh, yeah, that's... maybe he's not as extreme as he is. No, I mean, why does he care about Cassian? Oh, he's there. He's like, okay, oh, he's just there, and he gets yeah. out. He's and just gonna break yeah. out the other guys, and okay, you come along. Yeah, maybe, like, yeah, maybe the other you. guys will be like, he's cute. Let's take him. <laughs> Diego Luna. Oh my god, Diego Luna. I'm such a fan. Hey, my theory. My theory is is we have the one of the trailers has Luthen and Saw talking, and I. Mm-hmm wonder if Luthen will find out that Cassian got arrested and he's afraid <laughs> he's afraid the information might come out mm. and so right. he goes to Saw because he knows Saw is good at breaking people out of prison yeah that's just uh, thinking that it, this is exactly what Marwa was scared of like, and, it, <laughs> and it would be really interesting if Saw goes there to kill him Ooh. oh yeah because that's true if too. He, he's a weak link everyone yeah. wants to tie, cut off the loose end you know and that's something Saw yeah. definitely would do. Yeah. Um, he just got rid of Jen. 
I know he just got. I'm like <laughs> he got just got rid of Jin. Yeah, yeah. Wow. This is the timeline where the, he's the like, that "Bye, you're happens, on your own." But like the way that if if Saw goes there in any form or fashion to where Cassian is going to be in prison, that makes his line later on even funnier. To about being not being jailed, yeah. <laughs> like so much funnier, but also like the way that Jen and him just consistently parallel each other and mm-hmm. are like just so close to meeting and it brings me significant pain yeah okay i had a thought while i was watching the episode and until y'all started talking about saw and Jin, i'd forgotten it but Jin telling i think she's telling cassian but she might be telling everybody it's a little fuzzy but she's like saw Guerrero used to say that one fighter with a sharp stick and nothing left to lose yeah to. when yep. they're gonna go to scarif to tell yeah. mm. cassian in the square Running at the stormtroopers mm. had a sharp stick in his hand. Oh. Yes, and nothing else. Yeah, and I was like, "He's the fighter with the sharp stick," but clearly <laughs> he had something to lose. He has Marva at home, so there's that. Maybe that's the thing that stops him oh, from wow. taking the day, so to speak. But I'm like, another parallel. I like that. But, another parallel. I mean, but but do we know if he has Marva at home at that point? We mm. don't. In row one, we don't know what's happened to any of the No, no, I mean, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I thought you meant after Clem. No, no. Okay, okay, Clem. Okay. That's why, like, when Clem was taken, that's why Cassian couldn't, like, win the day because Marva still needed him. Yeah. Mm. Right. After she lost her husband. Yeah. No, and thank you. Yeah, and thank you for bringing up Parallel because that was another when we saw the KX droid. Yes. (laughs) He grabbed Cassian by the neck. Like, I think in the first. our first, first episode, time. we said that he they couldn't talk. Uh, no, 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 not all the not all the different droids. But anyhow, the the thing is that the first time we see K two in Rogue mm-hmm. One, he grabs Jin by the neck and Dying. she throws them. Oh, like, wow. Congratulations, That's- you're being rescued. <laughs> yes! That's their go to move, right? <laughs> Another Rebel Captain. Thank you so much. <laughs> And I just love how droids take everything literally. Oh, <laughs> literally. That that droid, I am convinced, was messing with him. Oh, yeah. He, he was <laughs> like, like perfectly well what the short trooper meant. He's like, no, he said he said hang. And then he just grabbed <laughs> the neck. We're hanging out. Right? Hanging. <laughs> also, when you mentioned about him running with a sharp stick again, again against the clone troopers, I mean literally we had clones in this series so literally we had the likeness of tempera morrison even if we don't see them <laughs> are we sure they were clones yeah the ones with yeah clam yeah they were clones clone troopers clone okay. troopers or at least the armor it's right it's right after the yeah. fall of the republic so they haven't phased them out fully yeah. yet. okay yeah. yeah i was too distracted by it. like what was happening to yeah. <laughs> you know who would have made a great rebel didra because she thinks <gasps> just like the rebels. Oh, oh we didn't even talk about it. We her. haven't talked we about it. <laughs> just to go for it. No, it's yeah. Well, Since all the other episodes, like she knows, like never climb the same fence twice. Twice, just grab a little bit from here, a little bit from there. Don't make it random. And here, it's like no, no, this wasn't a robbery. This is we're here, we're starting. This is real, and they're not taking her too seriously. But now a little bit, uh, I forget, uh, Pettigrass, I guess. Kind of 
party guys. Her Blevin, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, Ferric is a distraction. It's important to Deirdre. This is yours. Watch your back as what you just did. Yeah. I'm going to like See, it. Mm. That's another thinking. reason. I love that yeah. she thinks like rebels. Where Cassian's kind of, no, that was a robbery. We got to get out of here. It's She's on kind of on the other side, kind of, no, no, no. The rebels yeah. are, they're all these different cells. I want, I need to find all the things they're kind of stealing and selling to rebel cells. There's something going on and people are like, eh, shut up. Yeah, because they are again. They're like, mm. okay, no, we have our system. We are fond of our bureaucracy and we have our sectors and whatnot. But she's seeing like, hey, those uh, weaknesses are being taken. Um, in a, there, There's an advantage the rebels are taking. Mm. So, but she, and she's right, but they, are, they, they was, don't see it. It was very interesting. Her boss is like, yeah, watch your back. He's like, good job, watch your back. And mm-hmm. that just shows again why the Imperials suck and they're bad at yeah. their jobs is because they're yeah. backstabbing each other constantly and, yeah and yeah. having to look behind their back and that's why the rebels win because they're uplifting each other and being like i don't care about a promotion yeah. <laughs> i wonder if... go ahead um, I, I just i wonder if he's going to be the one to stab her in the back where it's like let's say like she uncovers this you know yeah you know like this you know something much bigger than they anticipated and he's like Nice. Like I, I'm, I did you know, kind of like the Tarkin credit yeah. thing, where it's like, All right, yeah. I'm taking this. Thank you. Oh uh, like, yeah. I wonder if he, if he would if he'll be the one. I told you to watch your back. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think Dedra is a little too smart to just stand there and scream. We stand here amidst my achievement, not yours. Like she's just gonna turn around <laughs> and go like she's like fine, and she's gonna turn around and just go like mess him up from somewhere else, or be like, yeah, I'm joining gonna... the rebellion. Yeah, she's gonna join the rebellion, or she's gonna go make up with. Cyril. She's gonna go find Karn and the two of them together. Yeah, we're gonna go gonna... be sad together. I don't know. They're gonna, they're gonna make go out burn into the ground from somewhere else. Yeah, they're Light gonna cause the trouble. <laughs> a bunch of trouble. All right, so final thoughts on this episode. I'm like, did we cover everyone? I think so. <laughs> yes. <We've> got everyone. <laughs> I feel bad for Bex. Oh, that's he, that was that was heart wrenching. Yeah. Oh. How does Bex figure into all this again? Like, how do we think she's going to come back now that she basically told Cassian to f off? And he she said thinks- he's coming back, so I don't know. Yeah. How. I think he's just going to come back. Pretty and I think that she's like somewhat close with Marva, or she knows her. If yeah. she like yeah. grew up with Cassian, yeah. yeah. I and think... I think maybe Tim's murder might make her a rebel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I think it's a scene on one of the trailers that Vale is on Ferrix looking for Cassian. Mm-hmm. So maybe okay. she runs into Bix and oh, they have yeah. a conversation and something happens. I don't know. Maggie, you you your thing's kind of light, but you yeah. were you saying something? I forgot. At <laughs> least, at least, uh, uh, at least, if uh, they don't give her the Hather treatment and Hather being the former love interest of Jean in Rebel Rising, I'm happy. Mm. Yes. Uh, no. I don't. We're not. We're not fridging her. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. I hope not. She's been way. through a lot already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I mean, she has a connection to Luthen. Oh, right. true, very true. Oh, yes. Right. Yep, yep, yep. I knew it was something. I was like, she's connected to somebody else, not Cassian. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, if Vel goes to Ferex, she might somehow mm-hmm. know to contact her directly. Or she yeah. tattles to Luthen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Luthen tells her to secret. Be like, somebody's asking about Cassian. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. So last thoughts before we wrap it up. Really excited about the next episode. Yeah. Yes. Prison break. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, just think... him in prison the entire episode being super sad. <laughs> He's like, I'm yeah. gonna lie and tell people I've never been in prison. Right. Yeah. Like this is know. the second time I've been in prison, so I've never been in prison before. <laughs> yeah. It's like after five, then you've really been in prison, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is a first for me. Means Saw Guerrero has never thrown me in prison on Jeddah on a Tuesday afternoon before. Exactly. <laughs> the, the first, so actually, technically, the first two times don't actually count. Okay. It's the third time onward. Exactly. Yeah. That's when we yeah. That's when it starts. That's when you actually start counting. Like it's it's an old school rule. You probably from have a certain point of view. Yeah. yeah <laughs> from a certain point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's the imperial method. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> if if he was in prison under a different name, it doesn't actually count. Right. Cassian Andor has not so he wasn't wrong. He know? wasn't wrong. Captain <laughs> Andor has not been to prison. These other aliases. I have so many questions about how his aliases work because you know they like scan people and have like biometric scans of people and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, how are you? How are you? How this is not the 80s. <laughs> he's wow. got. I don't like it. He's got the little thing that Jin has in Rebel Rising. He's just <laughs> making new scandals for himself. I mean, you saw what they were using the the old credit card. Swipe. Right. Oh, the God. Maybe they don't know. They don't. They're no, so I, cool an cash, I was like a grocery cashier, like in high school, and occasionally, like once a week, an older person would come in with a check, <laughs> and I would hate my life. That sound <laughs> <laughs> brought back some memories. One yeah. time, we had to yeah. bust that out at my retail Andrew, job. Andrew's bringing back so much. <laughs> Hitting on so many different levels. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be next week, but now that Deidre has Ferrix and Morlana one under her sector, she'll look into the NS9 star pass, know that yes. um, Cyril was involved, and that's how the two of them will connect. And then she'll pull him out from the cubes and go searching for Cassian. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. that happen. Yeah. I don't know. I've been really impressed with this show. Like, uh, <laughs> I keep thinking, like, is the next episode going to be even like the bar just keeps on getting higher and yeah. higher and higher, but it keeps on just getting better and better. Better it's, and uh, better. Yes. I absolutely yeah. love it. And it's just emotional, intense. You know, there's like it's just so many different emotions and so many different themes at play. It's it's uh, it's fantastic. I, I can't wait for the next one. Yes. All right. So on that very upbeat note. Um, Candice, where can everyone find you online? Best place to find my geeky stuff is to find me on Twitter at Candice is a geek. Maggie? Sorry, I'm like half awake here. Uh, <laughs> don't stay up to listen to Taylor Swift at midnight and then at 3am and then work a full day. I am Maggie. Right. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. I'm currently Taylor's version because Taylor Swift owns my life. Neural. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you can all find me at Twitter on Twitter at Norhal, and you can see all my links in my bio. And yes, uh, check out her YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my YouTube. Check which which um, check which uh, one of the first of the Midnight Songs is going to be the first one I'm going to do Ooh. acoustic cover. So, Ooh. oh, very yeah. cool. I, I hope it's Sweet Nothing. <gasps> yes. There what you go. You have a request. What if it's <laughs> the Sky Song? 
I want to no, cry. I don't need no. to cry. Okay, so before we all start crying, Sorry. Alberto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Rebel Pod. Uh, new episodes every Saturday, also covering Andor. And my cover of the Taylor Swift song will be there at some point. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like that. And Andrew. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Outer Rim Read Pod. Um, currently in an extended break, but we'll be coming back in the winter with some higher public coverage. So, yeah. And as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Arzu Amin. You can find this show on Twitter at Space Waffles Pod when I remember to use it. Um, as a network, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter at Geeky underscore Waffle. We are the Geeky Waffle on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We are at thegeekywaffle.com. That's where you can find all of our shows. And we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash thegeekywaffle. So thank you all so much for listening. Cassian should have stayed in jail so he could live a little longer. And may the waffles be with you. <laughs>